Hi, folks. Welcome to Philly Built. I'm Vern Anastasio, and I'm here with producer Joey Sweeney. And I know, I know we're we're on hiatus right now. Is that correct, Joe? Yeah, yeah. We're we're off for the summer. We're chilling. Uh, we are chilling. But uh, we thought it would be nice uh, if we took the time to come up with a very special episode of Philly Built to say thank you to everyone who's not only joined us on the show, but also listened to it and passed it on to friends. Um, we now have thousands of downloads, and uh, we're pretty. Uh, pleased about that and we're very grateful so we thought this food episode we put it together uh, and give it to you all as a thanks we take our favorite clips is that right joe yep from uh our conversations with the movers and shakers that we've talked to and we uh sort of put them all together uh, and lay them out as their favorite places to go to dine in philadelphia so we really hope you enjoy this one and for those of you that are new to the show, uh, basically what, what happens is every interview that Vern does, his final question is, what is your favorite place to get a meal in, in Philadelphia? And so what you're going to hear throughout the show is uh, pretty much everyone that we've inter- ever interviewed, their answers to that. So this is the deep knowledge of people all over the city. Uh, you're going to hear electeds. You're going to hear uh, neighborhood activists. You're going to hear preservationists. You're going to hear a couple of writers. Um, And I think it's actually a pretty good pack of knowledge. So let's dive in. It's a great selection. And by the way, there's going to be some never before heard suggestions that ended up on the cutting room floor in the first go around. But this time we include them all. It's the director's cut. That's correct. So (laughs) welcome to Philly Built, the special food episode. We hope you enjoy. First up is former city council person and former mayoral candidate Maria Quinones Sanchez, followed by Dina Driscoll and Job Itzkowitz. Where do you go for the best (laughs) when you're sitting down for some of the best Puerto Rican food? Uh, that you can get where where is it so you know i have mixed emotions around this um we have you know there's been a growing dominican community so we have a lot of dominican um, Mm -hmm. restaurants we have a growing portuguese community um so i'm a fan of a lot of the portuguese restaurants on castor avenue on mustay some of the other ones i'm taking notes i'm taking notes yeah go ahead oh yeah i can we can do the restaurant tour like bar hopping and eating um so you know we have staples like tierra colombiana that is cuban um, Mexican, Colombian that has been in the neighborhood, you know, 30 years, um, still one of the best brunch places. So I think now the diversity within the Latino community has created the space where depending on what you want to eat, I mean, we have a supermarket at Harrogate Plaza that has a food food kitchen in it, right? And a lot of the um, service workers go there for lunch that I could tell you has some of the best food, you know, really? the women who work, yeah, oh my God, it is, you know, you're going to splurge, but you know, if you're lucky, you can get lamb. Sometimes you can get um, rabbit. I mean, you could like, they do mix the food um, and it's very, very good. But I like, you know, the place that I think has been a real um, good anchor to a Puerto Rican vibe has been Isla Velde, which is on American and Lehigh. Okay. Um, there's a young couple that is now managing it. It's been through several management. It's a shopping mall that Ray Pastrana 
um, one of our local businesses, you know, one of the first, you know, Puerto Ricans to create, you know, a shopping area. Like I said, there's a post office there. There's several other stores there. There's a, you know, um, but Isla Velda is one of my favorites. Um, you know, it has a really nice bar scene and Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, it becomes a dancing scene. Um, so, um, it's a double-edged sword. I can go there and have fun, but I also go there and get a lot of work. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> well, it is Friday night, so I might have to get up there. So thank you very much for the tip i i'm gonna be biased that i live right by mighty bread <laughs> in south philadelphia and i okay. absolutely love mighty bread and um so our whole family does they have the best treats and they have the best toasts and you know there's always caffeine there which is you know as a mother of young children is needed so uh <laughs> i strongly love mighty bread all right well i am writing that down right now and going to be uh Googling them right away so I could get there. So thank you, Dina Driscoll, a community advocate and activist for a safer Philadelphia. So you're a man about town. You have been the executive director of Old City for Old City District for eight years. I'm sure you get out to eat often. This does not have, I don't want to put you in a bad spot. You don't have to pick a place in Old City. But when you want to settle down to a really great meal, where does Job go? Um, so I obviously can't pick a restaurant in Old City to be playing favorites. Right, you'll give you a free pass um, on that. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I have a three-year-old, so I'm not getting out as often as I used to. <laughs> Congratulations, um, by the way. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been it's been fun being trapped in a house for a couple of years with a toddler. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Vern, I will tell you uh, to. I was a little Pete's guy at, on 17th Street. And oh, yeah. the best news is that my parents bought a condo in the Philadelphia where the last remaining little Pete's exists. <laughs> so um, I can get over there. But to tie that back to Old City, you know, we have lost our diners over the years, as everywhere has, especially in Philadelphia. One second, um, I'm going to back up for one minute. So did you pick Little Pete's in the I Philadelphian did. as I your did. place? Yeah. Is it as greasy as a spoon as the one on 17th Street was? Um, it's got a different aesthetic, but the food quality is at the same height. I think you must, you're probably the youngest person dining in there by at least 40 years no oh no no there's <laughs> lots of grandkids in there okay okay, okay. <laughs> right 40 year old grandkids right? Right. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay great now get to back to your point uh, about dining in old city well, I mean, we have a burgeoning restaurant scene, and we still do. Of I mean, course. We still have a bar scene. Uh, the bars are now serving incredible food, but we also have high-end restaurants like, you know, Fork for Scythia, Royal Boucherie. But we've lost our diners over the last couple of decades, right? Continental was a diner at one point. Snow White was a diner. And Mrs. K's, which is still available um, on the 300 block of Chestnut Street, was Right a, next to Budokan, right? Yeah. Exactly, in the same yep. building. And they had the W counter um old city still has some some needs and service you know one of the one of our goals in the vision document in terms of retail attraction was to attract neighborhood serving retail and so you know i mentioned some of the higher end restaurants where i'm, I'm not going to go out to dinner every night um but you know we attracted a hardware store that was great for the neighborhood we attracted river wards that was great for the neighborhood um i would love to have a diner back in the neighborhood who wouldn't? Diners are a dying breed yeah. in the city of Philadelphia as a whole. 
So it's it would be great, especially on a late, you know, if you happen to be out late to get a cream cheese chip beef on toast, <laughs> right? <laughs> With the shredded potatoes, like the old days. Right. Um, but you won't, if you're leaving a nightclub to go, it, it'll probably be a nightclub on Delaware Avenue and not necessarily off of Market Street. And that's okay, right? Yes, absolutely. So, Vern, since we taped that episode with Job Itzkowitz, that was the last person you heard there, of the Old City District, uh, we've lost even more diners. We've lost the South Street Diner. We've lost the Melrose, although it may come back. And I... In some iteration, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, and I hear Broad Street may or may not make it either. It's It's on its way out, from what I understand. They want to try and get the newish Melrose back before he closes the Broad Street. Problem is, you have very uh, few diners, and the ones that are, uh, exist are owned by the same people. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of diversity in diners anymore. It, do you think that that is a broader trend that you see in your work through eating spaces? Like, to me, as a, as a lifelong Philadelphian, like the diminishment of, of the diners feels like it's saying something about the way the city is changing. But I, I don't know if that's just me. No, I think you're right. I think, you know, historically, we've been a blue collar, lunch pail, kitchen table town, as I call it. Uh, and we are evolving into a breakfast bar. Uh, Tesla driving, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not disparaging any of that, but I'm, I think that the demographics of this city are changing, especially uh, the demographics of the folks with disposable income uh, is changing, I think, pretty rapidly. Uh, and I, I think it's reflective not only in the lack of diners, but in our rents, you know, especially in the greater center city. Uh, so I think it's it's it's. It's the white classification, white collar classification of Philadelphia. It's you know the, the the big the big change. I feel like generationally or socioeconomically is I will not wait in line for eggs. <laughs> no matter how good they are at Sabrina's, <laughs> I just won't do it. Yeah. Uh, who are we going to hear next? Uh, up next is going to be Oscar Beisert, who is a preservation um, advocate. Uh, Councilman Mark Squilla, my man in the 1st District, and none other than Inga Saffron, the architecture critic for the Philadelphia Inquirer. And boy, did she surprise us. All right, let's get into it. When you're out and about, this is the last question for the night, for the day. When you're out and about and you want to grab something to eat, quintessential Philly meal, where do you go? Um, well, there's the, there's the, uh, gosh, that's a hard one. I do go to Loch Lomb a lot and they're always in reused spaces. So like the Loch Lomb in Fishtown, I love that space. It's, and it's, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not even an architecturally significant building. It's just a vernacular, you know, shed. I mean, it's a brick building, but you know, as they would have called it back in the day, you know, it's an industrial shed that's been turned into a coffee shop and the interior of it is you know, it's a wonderful, it's like a industrial church, you know, um, it has that feeling. And so to me going into those spaces, um, you know, and, and seeing people in there enjoying their coffee or their food, um, you know, that's, that's to me wonderful because it, it really shows how not only can you keep the shell, but you can also make, you know, use little pieces of that interior to, 
really, you know, make a fabulous space. Well, I have not been to La Colombe in Fishtown. Uh, I will get there for sure. I uh, used to frequent the one in Rittenhouse Square, and uh, I'll definitely check it out. And the building and the old shit that it's in. Oscar, am I allowed to ask you what your favorite? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) sorry. (laughs) No, but thank you for for joining us today on Philly Built. Chinatown is full of good restaurants. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, and like your district, like the first council district, you know, I'm partial to it when it comes to going out to eat. I'm sure you might be too. Where do you go? This is the last well, question. I'm not going to say that because well, they'll probably hear this, but I want to. Well, you can pick something outside the district. That's fine <laughs> if you want to. But where do you go? I wrap up every interview with the same question. Where do you go when you want to have one hell of a meal in Philadelphia? Well, I'm, my go to place was always Pesto down there on Broad and, and Mifflin. Um, it's a, you always know you're going to get a, a great meal there. Uh, so I always uh, love going to pesto, but we, you know, in, in my district, there is so many great restaurants, you know, and even outside the district. What I like about it is that I think that in the city of Philadelphia, we have so many great restaurants from original uh, recipes from other countries. You could feel like you could go to Cambodia and have a great dinner, Cambodian dinner. You could have a, a great uh, Hispanic, uh, uh, Latino meal. Everywhere you go, you could have authentic food. Um, and, you know, whether it's up in Kensington or uh, whether it's down in South Philadelphia and Center City, the same. Um, we are blessed with a, a great, overwhelming selection of, of restaurants to go to so i mean well I, th- thank you for giving me that one pesto uh but also uh, uh acknowledging uh, all the others and the reason why we have that richness of a food scene is one word immigration that's right immigration and all these other towns that want to put the kibosh on immigration that's why if they want to go out to eat uh italian they have to go to the olive garden just that's all there is right right and if you want a, a good chinese food you have to go uh order a delivery place or something we listen we have authentic food from almost all over the country i mean you could get indian food right you could get um uh, even uh arabic food and you know and you sahav i mean mediterranean food we have it all i mean we have yeah. everything you could think of we could go eat. And, uh, and, and I'm going to get to now pesto. There's two places on Broad Street, right? One is the restaurant. One's the pizzeria. One's the pizzeria. Which one are you talking about? The restaurant. The restaurant. All right. Well, well then I'm going to head over there this weekend. All Thanks, right. Good. Council member Mark Squilla. Thank you for taking the time to speak to us on this very busy Thursday. Um, thanks again, Mark. Really appreciate your time. Take good care. Thank you. Bro. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Take care. A kitchen um, is a walnut. Uh, eight, uh, 18th, 18th, right. Yep, yep. Um, within the walnut, right. Um, I, you know, I just find that a really easy place to go to. And with always, you know, food's always good. When I'm, I'm, I'm being bad. I go to Porco's on Washington Avenue. Porco's? Oh, you've never been to Porco's. I've never been to Porco's. Uh, where, where in Washington? I think it's uh 22nd. Uh, near the Dock Street Brewery. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, a, you know, just your basic porchetta sandwich.
well, there's nothing basic about a porchetta yeah, sandwich, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. With some rock. Well, thank you for that. Oh, my God. You have to go. With, with, with the broccoli rob, <laughs> With right? the broccoli and the pro- rob and the, and the cracklings, yes. You must, as soon as you, as soon as you finish this podcast, I want you to go there. Porcos. Porcos. Can you, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You, you know, Inga is a Guggenheim a fellow, uh, in, you know, uh, um, Pulitzer Prize winning writer. I expected a kitchen, you know, at 18th and Walnut. I did not expect a porchetta sandwich with pork rinds on Washington Avenue, (laughs) which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I've had that as well. Um, uh, They do really good event catering. By by the way, um, that that's the context that I think I've had right. porcos in most most frequently, and it it it's crazy. And actually, it's kind of better to get it as a catering thing because they're small. <laughs> like I can't imagine like a just huge fa- sandwich facing a whole you know giant one of those. Yeah, there's no as I said in the piece, there's nothing basic about a porchetta sandwich. It is awesome, uh, and porcos now uh, you can actually order it from Uber Eats. Oh, really? So you don't even have to leave your, your house. <laughs> that is dangerous. Yeah. Who do we have next? Well, we start out with 3rd District Council Member Jamie Gauthier of West Philadelphia, and then we head into Chris Fetfatsis of the Hawthorne Restaurant Group. His answer really surprised me. The steak, I yes. I don't, I don't know if you remember. The steak shop, yeah. right. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. And, and, and then my neighbor, Allie Perlman who uh, is Bella Vista Proud, and sh- uh, she shows it in her answers. All right, here we go. West Philadelphia, very well known for all its great food. Um, and I know as a district council person, you're on the pavement all the time, every day, all day. Where do you go? Oh, I love For that it. one meal. That one meal. I need that one meal. What? Where do you go? That is so hard. I know it's hard. I know. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Abyssinia, but it's very hard to give one meal. Say it again. (laughs) Abyssinia, which is Ethiopian food. And where is it located? Um, It's on 45th, I believe, in Locust. In Baltimore? No. Locust? Mm -hmm. Okay. 45th and Locust. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the first time I've had Ethiopian food was in your district. Yeah. Uh, and it's some of the best yeah. uh, that I've ever had. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, I'm going to encourage everyone listening to get there. Uh, Council Member Jamie Gauthier, thank you so very much for your time. Depends on my mood, right? Um, so Steakhouse, I'm a big fan of Steak 48. I just think that they salt me properly. I enjoy it. Uh, not a big fan of creamed spinach, but boy, their creamed spinach is mighty tasty. Okay. Well, that's, uh, a, enjoy it. that's a good pick. Yeah, I enjoy that a ton. Uh, I enjoy going to a place in Belmar, New Jersey called Dominic's. It's a place where the, my kids can self-serve their own popcorn. It's a throwback. It's just a, it's a good old South Jersey casual neighborhood spot where you can have a, a Heineken wings and kind of just take it all in, and, but at the same time, slow it down. Um, if I have to reach out to New York City, I'd say... Um, I'd say uh, Joseph Leonard uh, in the East Village is one of my favorite restaurants. Kind of an inspiration for Grace and Proper. Um, really so, great spot. So if I said, Chris, let's meet for dinner in Philly, it's going to be Steak 48. I would say it's Steak 48 uh, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, I think Good that pick. would be my uh, that would be my that would be my that would be my answer for sure. All right, thanks for that. Where do you go for uh, give us give us this one spot your go to for a really good meal? Oh God, for, like that's a completely unanswerable question. Like it's almost like a trap. No, it's um, not. <laughs> I'll tell you where we where we go. That's in our neighborhood that we walk to a bunch. So at, in Bella Vista, we are obviously spoiled truly spoiled with amazing food options so just to call out a couple spots oh yes uh bond me and bottles good king tavern in the wine bar upstairs kalaya before fishtown stole her from us was also a- <laughs> i don't even want to get into kalai i i'm still yes. not talking to nook you know i, I you know it's like yes. a, a bad breakup yep. a, but the Bami and Bottles yep. is fantastic. Yep. It's on South Street, just at what, 6th, I Seven, think it is? 7th, uh, I think. 7th? Yep. Yep, really good pho, yep. uh, a really good Bami, and Good King Tavern. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, despite its name, it's a French uh, tavern, uh, as French-oriented. Uh, tell us a little bit good about King Good King. Good King is at 7th uh, and I, Cater, and I, yep, and it is more of... Uh, summertime haunt for us because we can sit outside. We have an eight-year-old. We'll bring him and he can sort of just like chill out while we have, you know, some cheese, some mussels, some wine. Um, And it's just like a really, the, the exact sort of spot that makes Philadelphia a city worth living in. Like these neighborhood places that also happen to be delicious and would be the place to go in a lot of other cities. And we're so lucky that they get to just be tucked into our neighborhoods. So I think that this last set of, uh, of Jamie, Chris, and Allie might have been like at super jam-packed with some of the best re- recommendations oh, that we've heard. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All three of those folks like really n- know their stuff, but I, I noted something interesting. Both Jamie... And uh, Allie noted places that have really cool upstairs bars. Abyssinia now has upstairs at Abyssinia, which has a really full calendar of music in a small space. Uh, there's a trumpet player called Koof. Oh, wow. L- look up Koof on Bandcamp, K-O-O-F. He plays there pretty frequently. He's amazing. And uh, above the Good King, there is now a little wine bar right. called Le Caveau that is a really fantastic place. Part of why this is like kind of ringing m- my bell is that I'm going to get a plug in here. Uh, I am partnering with the team at Sassafras to open up a listening room on their second floor Very in cool. Old City in the fall. And so I've got upstairs bar on, on the brain. On the mind. But I thought that that, that was a really good set. We're going to have in the show notes, uh, you know, links and names of the places that everybody mentioned today. So please do check it out because... It's getting good now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Good King Tavern uh, had a, uh, a a night at Provence, a special dinner in July. It sold out almost immediately, so they're going to be doing uh, subsequent ones uh, throughout uh, you know the, the next few months because it's very very popular. You said Chris's answer surprised you a little bit. How so? Well, um, if you think of Chris's places, uh, Grace and Proper. Hawthorns uh, and and so on. Those are all very kind of neighborhoody places, yeah. especially in the case of Grace and Proper, which I also love. 
Um, and it just surprised me because Steak 48 is kind of the opposite of that. It's a That's very, right. it's a very like service intensive, uh, you know, uh, swashbuckling capitalist, cap- capitalist kind of place. Right. right. <laughs> well, I guess after busting your, your butt all day, you know, of trying to run these restaurants, you want nothing else but to be waited on hand and foot, you know, so that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Who do we have up next? Up next, we've got two uh, Philly Magazine's Victor Fiorello and Lauren Vitas. All right, here we go. You get out and about all the time. I know you're a foodie uh, because I follow you on Facebook. Where do you go? You got to pick one place in this town. What is your your, your tried and true, the place <laughs> you like to go uh, above all others? That's funny. I mean, I you know I don't uh, I don't tend to go back to a lot of the same places. I try to uh, go out and experience new things. I love exploring. Actually, uh, outside of this, I live in the city, but I do a lot of exploring outside of the city and strip malls and things like that. And uh, one of my favorite neighborhoods right now is uh, Upper Darby, which I know a lot of people, you know, would never go to Upper Darby unless there was a show at the tower. The tower doesn't really even exist <laughs> anymore. But wow, what an incredible variety of um, restaurants in Upper Darby. Uh, affordable, lots of great ethnic food. one. Well, no, I'm going to tell you that if if you said to me, I want to meet you in the city for dinner, um, I would have to go back to one of my old favorites, which is Villa de Roma. And I would sit at the bar. Oh, nice pick. I would sit at the pop bar and I would have, you know, a martini in one of their little, I like that they have the smaller martini glasses. I'm not a bartender, so I don't know what you call that, that glassware, but I like the smaller glass. Uh, I wish they would improve their olives, uh, but I love that place. You know, go down there, put my name in, sit, have a martini, go into the other room and uh, have, uh, they, they do that sausage and pasta dish. I can't remember the name of it, but I, I just love uh, Vildaroma. I love that place. And um, it's, it's a place I have not been to for a while, but that I look to get back to soon. And Outside of the city, the place I go to most regularly is the iconic Clam Tavern in Clifton Heights, which, if you've never been, is definitely worth a visit. I actually had dinner with Alan Dom there not too long ago. How about that? I've never been to this Clam Tavern place. It's a cool spot. All right. I've been to the Villa de Roma um, a couple hundred times, I think. Uh, it's kind of hard if you live so close. So, But uh, thanks for the tip. I think it's the Siciliano, pasta Siciliano, I think is the one with the sausage. Okay. Um, that might be the case. Might be. And the best thing to come out of Upper Darby is Tina Fey, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and Tina Fey <laughs> does like her Pika's pizza. She does. Which is still, still around. Does. She certainly does. That's pretty good pie. I mean, just to give you an idea of the scene in Upper Darby, within like maybe a mile of each other there are probably six jamaican places there are probably eight places uh representing various african countries or regions uh that's without getting into the vietnamese restaurants the korean places um it's it's really just oh and then of course you have 
the fabulous Korean supermarket H Mart, which has um, a food court on the second floor uh, of you know everything from sushi to bibimbap to uh, you know dim sum. Uh, so if you haven't been out to Upper Darby in a while, might be a good time to go check it out. So I I don't know if I, most folks probably don't know this because like they look at me, but I grew up in a Lebanese family. So I absolutely love Middle Eastern food. Um, so I would say I'm going to give you my top three. Um, they're probably very popular, but um, I love Zahav. Zahav is like my ultimate, like, I, yeah. if I could eat well, there every day, I would eat there every day. Yeah. Uh, but I also really, really enjoy um, Soraya up in uh, Fishtown, uh, which is Middle Eastern. Um, fantastic and just like absolutely gorgeous restaurant. Uh, and my my old favorite, which I haven't been to their new location, and I'm kind of bummed because they also moved to Fishtown, Kalea, which is Thai food. Um, I have a pretty high spice tolerance in Kalea. I, I made the mistake of telling that to the owner, uh, and she basically broke me with spices. So nope, I'm yeah. a huge I'm a huge Kalea fan. I was Thai, Thai food. I was too until they left Bella Vista. Now I know a bad breakup. So I'm terrible. Not even I know. I can't bring it. I can't bring myself to to see them after their I'm their joking, glow up their glow up period their yeah. glow up phase. I like them back when they you know there were eight tables and. Yeah, you, you know you're bumping butts with the person behind you. I was doing so. carry out through most of most of COVID of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. But Zahav is, you know, I think arguably the very best restaurant in the city of Philadelphia. So good, good selection. Thank you, thank you, Lauren Vitas. It was such a pleasure talking to you today about uh, the future of of Philadelphia's politics and how it impacts our building environment uh, and uh, I do thank you again for your time and you're back on Philly Built the internet's number one Kalaya fan podcast <laughs> right? which uh, two guests have now mentioned and Vern gave me a gift certificate to for Christmas yep. what is the Kalaya magic It. I, I don't know I honestly don't know but before Nook came to Philadelphia and opened up this little tiny restaurant on the Italian market um, right next to Sarcone's Bakery. I knew Thai food to be Pad Thai. Okay. You know, and places right off of South Street, you know, had several, you know, several Thai, Thai joints. Uh, this is not that. This is uh, some of the best home cooking, her mom's recipes from Thailand, and it's just otherworldly. Uh, it's a great, great little place. Of course, I do happen to agree with Lauren that the very best restaurant in this city is a Hav. Um, but yeah, great picks all around from from both the guests. Yeah, and I was just, I was especially uh, felt really good about um, Victor giving a shout out to Villa D as it's right. as it's known um, <laughs> um, among the super fans. I too am a Villa D guy. I've I've done uh, New Year's Eve there a couple of times and. And it is, it's beloved in a way, I mean, it's super beloved, and I would be hard-pressed to tell you what is so special about it. It's one of those restaurants where it's the whole thing. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. It's the food. It's the staff. It, it, it's all of those things, which very often, like, in, like, New Philadelphia means something else. Yep. This is a form of 
time and space travel. Oh, absolutely. They are the folks, the DeLuca family, Epiphany and um, the rest of the crew, Frank, they're, they're salt of the earth. They've been, they were born and raised on the Italian market. Uh, and they, they, uh, they are uh, giving us a gift by keeping that place going. All right. What do we got next? We're, we're, we're rounding out we're the, wrapping uh, up the, with, the corner here. Yeah, we're wrapping up. We're going to other parts of Philadelphia now. We're going to be t- talking to developer Irfan Raza and zoning community act- activist Judith Robinson. Here we go. You mentioned all the things that the city has to offer. And, you know, one of the things I think we could all agree on is the Philly food scene. Um which has always been a, a driving force of our uh, economy. And I, you, know, you work in a lot of neighborhoods, west, south, north Philadelphia in particular. Uh, when you want that one meal, that quintessential Philadelphia meal, you know, that's unique in some way, form or fashion, what's that one place? You gotta pick one, what's the one place you go for that meal? I think I'm gonna get beat up pretty bad about this one because it has to deal with uh, with a little bit about cheesesteaks and everybody in Philadelphia is very strong on their cheesesteaks. Right, right? we so, all have opinions about that, right? So I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go very non-conventional cheesesteak, right? It, a conventional cheesesteak, I probably have a different answer, but a non-conventional cheesesteak, there's a place, Little Sicily 2, in uh, South Philadelphia off of Delaware Ave. Right, they have a uh, a spicy chicken cheesesteak, and that is that's awesome. Uh, okay, <laughs> it, it's not it's not like your Geno's, it's not your Pats, it's not your Tony Luke's. Uh, so I I, so I, I want to say that with a disclaimer. So. Okay, so not Little Sicily one, Little Sicily two. Is that right? Yes, Little, Little Sicily two, spicy chicken cheesesteak. I'm I'm getting in the car after this and. Uh, I, I know what lunch is going to be, so thank you for that tip. I'll, I'll got two places for you. So, okay, uh, Maxwell Caribbean. I love a Caribbean meal. So uh, jerk chicken or oxtails. So I go to Maxwell, which is and where's at Maxwell? Seventeen, oh, seventeen hundred. Uh, seventeenth in Susquehanna, I'll say. Seventeenth okay. in Susquehanna, right in the neighborhood walking distance they have the best caribbean food and it's not a sit down it's takeout but uh, well worth the trip delicious always tell them I that sounds you. great all right that sounds and the great second i love it place the second place is south restaurant 600 north broad street they have excellent jazz and delicious food i From like the south? Uh, their, so, it's southern called food? South Restaurant. Uh, it's right. a mixture, mixture. It, it, it was going. You're going to get your collard greens there. Yeah, you're going to get your cornbread, but then okay, they step awesome. it up a bit and add a little wild to it. You know, they'll take you around. Uh, you know, New Orleans. Uh, you know, they'll do uh, French uh, cuisine. So, so it's a little more upscale. And uh, understood. You're Ele- be enjoy elevated Southern. Quite. Yes, elevated stubborn, and um, you're going to enjoy great jazz. Well, that sounds great. There's far too few places where we can get live jazz. You know, gone are the days of Zanzibar right. Blue and and Warm right. Daddies. Right, these are the folks um, who. Right, these are the folks, same brothers, Brian and brothers, who own uh, 
Zan's Bar Blue and warm down. Is that a fact? Right? How so about that? It's a brand new restaurant. Well, yes. I'm, Yes. Well, I'm, I, you know, I used to go to Zanzibar Blue on a regular, so I'm going to have to get up yeah. to see South. Six, you said 600 North Broad. Yes. 600 right. North Broad. All right, awesome. Judith yeah. Robinson, thank you for your time. For your. I thought those were great illustrations of just how diverse this city's food scene is. You yeah. Know? Uh, the Irfan's uh, spicy quote unquote cheesesteak, as he called it, is actually called the tandoori chicken cheesesteak uh and it's down there at little sicily too it originally wasn't on the menu i'm not quite sure if it still is it isn't it might be because it's gotten so darn popular it's been written up in the philadelphia inquirer of course i didn't know any of this until after i talked to Irfan, and uh it's you know it's it, it's a chopped on the grill cooked with hot peppers indian spices fresh ginger lime juice and American cheese. This sounds so crazy to me. I, <laughs> well, I gotta try. It. I have got to try this. It, it, it's hitting a lot of things I like, but like I've never even envisioned them together. Think about that: ginger and lime juice on a cheesesteak. And and did you say American cheese? American, of course, the best melting cheese on earth. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So that that's who we got for now until we start our next season and uh that's yes it is and begin once again our 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 great prank of pestering people about food when they think they're going to be talking about zoning that's right (laughs) speaking of which i'm going to i'm going to ask you and i know we did not rehearse this okay Uh, i'm not going to ask you what your one favorite place is because you know that's kind of predictable Mm -hmm. but i would like you to give me a breakfast a lunch and a dinner spot that you love to go to in the city of Philadelphia. A day of deliciousness, if you will. The Joey Sweeney day of dining out. Ooh, off the dome. Um, let's see. Uh, I would say um, a very fancy breakfast. Well, it's not, it's not, not super fancy, but it, it, it's a little bit upscale would be Bloomsday. Uh, on Headhouse Square, yeah. which is a place that's really beloved to me for kind of all the meals, honestly. Uh, but they, they do a, a really nice brunch service. Um, lunch, uh, I have to say, uh, I regard um, Sankey Peking Duck House oh, yes. in Chinatown as kind of like, you know how they refer to the New York Times as the paper of record? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe Sankey to be in Philadelphia, the Chinese food of record. Absolutely. That Peking Duck is delicious. I have so many favorites there. And I also have a lot of really great memories there with both family and friends over the years. So nice. that, that is a place that I am super devoted to for dinner. I don't even know. You know, it's kind of a, a, a roll of, of the dice. Oh, you know what? I'm going to say Mishmish for dinner. Uh, Mishmish. Alex Twefik's uh, place, or Alex Tufik. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm massacring your name, Alex. Uh, it is on Passionk, uh across from the Singing Fountain. Oh, yeah. And uh, Alex, like me, is a writer turned person who actually does things. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that he did is open this restaurant called Mishmish, which is a really sweet uh, corner restaurant, uh, again, right off Passyunk Avenue, that has, I don't know how I would describe the food there. I, I guess it's sort of like 
continental, slightly experimental, really fun. Um, the menu nice. changes a lot. Uh, the hospitality there is really wonderful, and it's got an intimacy and a vibe that is just really, really nice and is a testament to, you know, the kind of spaces that Philly can still make. Yeah. East Pashunk is so rich with dining options. Uh, so Mishmish is one I'm going to have to get to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Vern. Uh, we'll be back in the fall. Yes, we will. And until then, thank you for listening to Philly Built. Uh, don't forget, it is sponsored by phillyzoning.com, which is powered by Anastasio Law. Until the fall, for Joe Sweeney, I'm Vern Anastasio. Thanks again. <laughs>